What up, it's your girl Ruby, and I'm your wife! Did you remember to feed the goat? If not, we have a bottle of formula in the fridge. Thank you for listening to Totally Tubular Transforming Dive Rangers Episode 7, Performance Review. I'm rather eager to let y'all listen to the episode, so let's just dive right in. Reese has asked, Chinu, John, and Cal all to come by it down to a abandoned parking lot way on the outside of the outskirts of Bahamut's Bay. Don't really know what's happening. Don't really know why you're being called out that way. So everybody comes down inside their vehicles. Inside the Mo-Rai is John and Cal. Inside the Porsche is Shinu. When you arrive to the parking lot, basically see a row of cars all kind of gathered in a pit formation. All their lights on with a opening in the front, pretty much for all of you to kind of park in and kind of chill out and see that there are about four people currently standing in the center of this pit. The only illumination around it is the headlights of the cars. What do you do? Get out of my car, but I leave it turned on. John and Cal? John puts the car in neutral and leaves it turned on. Cal gets out. It seems like the place, at least. Yeah. When you get out of the car, or both of you when you get out of your vehicles, you can make out in the pit there is four figures. Those four figures are Saul Joy, who you recognize, someone very close next to Saul Joy, who you don't 100% recognize, who's short, stocky, and dressed in a full business suit. Reese, who is dressed more proper than you've ever seen them dressed before, and a fourth person that you do not recognize. Can you tell us what that fourth person looks like? Sam. Uh, The fourth person is wearing a blazer uh, that seems slightly too large for them. They have a slim build, and they have about chin-length chestnut hair. Very slight build. Reese is closer to all of you whenever you're starting to walk in through. Reese gives everybody a solemn look and says very softly, not to be overheard, and especially says this to Shinu, looking directly at him. Hey, listen, um, no, no hard feeling through this. This is, this isn't personal. Okay. Whatever. Saul Joy crossing her arms looks at the three of you and with a slight huff underneath her breath says, thank you for coming to this rather clandestine meeting. I figure this would be the best location for something like this in case something happens. Hopefully all of you are good and you're not going to do that, but let me cut right down to the chase. You're no longer needed. All of your assistance that you've given, we are greatly appreciative of despite what damages all of you might have actually made, we do not see a need to continue to outsource our talents, our needs to all of you. Instead, we are going to use the internal forces that we have. You're just not necessary anymore, and you pose too much of a risk outside of the Bow and Humana Core team. So, it is now with my gratitude to all of you that I ask 
you return your dive watches and drivers. When she's done saying this, the person right next to her opens up a large briefcase that has perfectly formed slots, each for the three of your drivers and for the three of your dive watches. If you could just place them inside the briefcase here, that would be most appreciative and make things extremely easy. Might I ask why we're being asked to give them up? Like I said, you're just no longer necessary to us. It is too risky to have outside help whenever we have so many internal issues currently to deal with. Yeah, no, this is... I'm, I'm holding on to this. Okay. How about I sweeten the pot for all? Cal, we got along. We, uh, aren't necessarily at odds with each other. I'd like to offer you, hopefully, in this, you know, in the spirit of you being able to understand better than the supposed adults in this room, perhaps you would be willing to take this offer. How would you like the idea of paid tuition for the rest of your time at BBU, paid time through the rest of your undergraduate degree and a position with Bowen Humanicore or one of our subsidiaries or affiliates in whatever field you'd like to go into. All you have to do is give that watch back and make things easy for us. So you're bribing me to cover up your own failing at protecting the watches? John, how about you? We can reach some kind of agreement. You already work for the Mo. I'm sure you know who pays the Mo's bills and who structured the entire museum itself. Potentially, you could find yourself at an even higher position at the Mo. You could also find yourself within a considerable raise. And if you so choose to never want to work again, you could have a stipend for the rest of your life. Something nice to settle down with the wife potentially have a nice family well uh so uh sounds all nice and all but uh money ain't never been one of my objects and i already got a nice family so gonna have to decline well then if if family is the more important part to you if if the family that you have is more important then Perhaps maybe it's the family that you lost that is important to you. I believe the rest of your team, you have not been in contact with them for a while. Well, we happen to know of locations that they might be. You give me that watch and I will give you information about your former teammates. See if you can't bring the family all the way back together. How does that sound? Hmm. That sounds nice, but, uh, about how many members of my former team do you have location of? 
we can't say for certain if we have the locations of them, but we do have leading influence and information that could lead us towards the potential of your teammates. I can't give you any direct promises about that, but I can give you as much information as we can. We certainly can make a much better search than you could do on your own. Sounds like you don't have like a definite answer. It's more of a they might be here and if it's all you that's all you got, I have a Rolodex filled with numbers I can call that have about the same information. Shinu, let's I'm gonna ask interrupt you. you just right there. You can check with Reese. What I want you can't give. Saul turns over to Reese and Reese Reese pauses, looks back at Saul and nods, and then looks back at Shinu and says, just mouths with, with her lips, please make this easy. Reese, do I ever do anything easy? Well then, if there's nothing we can offer you, and if all three of you do not like the offers that we have, if it is not going to be the carrot that gets you, perhaps it is going to be the stick. Cal, I'm sure you have plenty of friends at college, and you would like to keep your friends at college. It would be a shame if you were to be expelled from BBU through disciplinary action and make it impossible for you to get enrolled in any other university. You want me to give up a source of protection to the city, to people who threaten the citizens of said city? I don't think so. Keep your threats. John, you work at a prestigious museum, one that has a lot of leeway with inside the scientific community. It would be a shame if you were to be let go from that museum through disciplinary action that made it impossible for you to find work anywhere else. You do have a wife to consider. In fact, you have a wife's career also to consider. It would be a shame if she were to lose her medical license through some malpractice. Ma'am, did you just threaten my wife? That's a mistake you shouldn't have made. If you want me to threaten your wife, I can do a lot more than just threaten her job. Because it's not that difficult to find someone on the street, peel them off of said street, and put them inside a facility where they'll never see the light of day again. So again, I ask you, please put your dive watch and your driver inside of the box and we can prevent such horrible accidents. Gonna have to go with a hard no. Shinu, is a threat going to work for you? No. I didn't think so. There's not much I could threaten now, is there? Not really. Reese looks at Saul after saying that and is just aghast. Mm. Well then, if verbal threats aren't going to be it, then perhaps it will have to be physical threats. Can I roll to punch Saul in the face? You could try. You do have two boldness, so like that would be a boldness roll. So like this you might actually do this. Just know, even if you get a success, there are there are severe repercussions. I got a 10. 
Oh, okay, you get a success. You tell me what happens. Is it is it literally after she's done saying, how about a physical threat? Is yes. that whenever you lunge forward and, and punch her? Yeah, I, I lunge forward to punch her as she's saying the word threat. Okay. So, like, as the final T is coming out of her mouth, the punch just causes spit to just come flying out. Okay, okay. So, lunge forward, punch her in the face. I think before you're even able to recoil your arm is whenever you feel the large, stocky man next to her grabbing you by the body. Like, this dude's hand is big enough to, like, just grab your body, like your torso, and just kind of... He doesn't do anything with you just yet, but you are grabbed and you are held by him right as Saul begins to swipe blood dripping down from their chin, looking over at you, and then saying, all right then, that's how it's gonna go. And before you know it, the car right behind you has its doors opening. And three people wearing a similar business attire walk out of the car and stand next to Reese and Sam. And Saul then says, take it from them by force. Sam, what do you do? Apprehensively, they sigh. And then they activate their dive watch. So that's a 2d6 plus chroma, which is mm -hmm. two. And I got an eight. Okay, you get an eight. You are activating. Did you want to use a Neo dive watch? Or did you want to use a experimental like like double Neo? Like like you're you're like a generation ahead of the Neo dive watches. Let's have them use the experimental one. They're a scientist. That's what they do. That's a that's a good idea for um for like an eight, like the reason why it's 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 going to react extremely strangely. Yeah. Uh, it's going to whenever you activate it, you are going to see a brilliant brass color come from the dive watch from the driver itself, while it sparks, showing that it is a very experimental version of the of of an already superior version of dive watches. As this brass liquid covers all around sam sam you feel tight inside the suit before the helmet comes over and you see yourself in a large pool of dark dark like a bronze color not even brass and you feel yourself just a little in over your head it it just feels not wrong but too much in this moment but it's not in a context of you can't do it. It's in a context of you don't know your own power. Okay. So, yeah, you're basically kind of sparking energy and you are just a little much. Uh, tell me what your dive suit looks like. So it's an experimental iteration of what we've already seen. It's a little stripped down. Um, it's this bright brass and color normally, but it looks like a sax... Right now, it looks like a saxophone that has a few years on it. Um, there are these patches where it's not, like, rusted. Like, brass doesn't get rusted, gets used, and it looks patchy and kind of dented, which is not how it's supposed to look. And, <laughs> um, yeah, like, it's sparkly it's shiny it's pretty it looks 
like the far-flung future of the year 2000. Ooh, I love that description because in, in the universe, the far-flung future of the year 2000 is in fact far-flung a little bit. Yeah. But I love the idea of it being like Zerust. I love the idea of it being yeah. Jetsons. Yeah. It looks futuristic only in a way that the 1960s imagined futurism being. Exactly. And I, I think that's so perfect. Okay, I just wanted to make certain that that is what you were going for when you said that. Yeah. I mean, like, the designer is clearly some kind of science fiction nerd who is keeping up with Star Wars, even though they're not making new Star Wars movies. And, and they never will. Like, like, yeah, just it's just going to be those three and it's never going to be anything else except the novels. And who even reads the novel? <laughs> yeah, this person reads the novels. That's and where we that's, are. That's up for, this is a person who is looking forward to whenever they release like more Star Wars games on DOS. I think X-Wing versus TIE Fighter has no, not X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. I think I think X-Wing has come out at this point. Yeah. And so, they have put hours into X-Wing. It's they they in 1993 they have a DOS machine, okay? They probably already have a 3.1 machine ready, just ready for 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 games to come out for it. Yeah. Okay. That's this this is already giving us so much information about Sam, and I love it. So Sam, when you transform, what is your first action? Who's the closest um, former dive ranger to me? Closest is probably going to be Shinu. Am I close enough to punch Shinu? Yeah, you can absolutely punch Shinu while... Uh, I was about to say the bodyguard's name. I'm just going to say the bodyguard's name because it's easier that way. You can punch Shinu while Brady Teal is holding him. Yeah. Uh, so what I do is because Shinu is restrained. Uh, oh, no, wait, that's Shinu. Okay. Yeah. So because Shinu is rest restrained, Sam is going to go for a nut shot. Oh. <laughs> Why? What did he do to you? <laughs> he just punched his, like, boss. Who deserves it? Look at it from my perspective. Uh, so is that a boldness? Yeah, it's a boldness roll right there. Okay. So I got an 11. <laughs> I don't know my own strength right now, guys. You really don't. I'm on a roll. You, you tell me how that... You tell me how that looks. Uh, so from Sam's perspective, how they were going about this was, okay, Shinu's uh, restrained. I'm going to go and try to hit them, and I'm going to try to hit, hit him where he hurts. And it just goes a little too well. Um, their left fist starts sparking while they pull back, and as they thrust forward, uh, the sparks keep flashing, and it glows like this deep orange gold, uh, and then it connects. Yeah, when it connects, it deals three damage to Shinu. Ow. And I think at that point, like after that connect, Brady understands that that hurt and drops you. So you just land right on the ground. John, what do you do? John is going to rush forward to help Chanu. And while he's rushing forward, Cal, you're the only one with powers. You take care of the transformed one. And I'll All take of you care have of your, your, yeah, like, yeah. Just transform. <laughs> Dummy. Oh, I guess I can try that. <laughs> I guess I'm going to try to transform. Um, that would be a chroma uh, roll. Yes, all set up to go punching, and I forgot I could transform. Uh, I got an eight. You wanna, you wanna punch so bad you forgot that you're a Power Ranger. Exactly. I was in. Let's. Let, we're having a street fight. Let's go. 
even though one of the people who is part of the street fight did transform. You watched someone transform and then said, I don't need to transform. My punch of Saul's face was just so impressive. John's just lost in the moment. It's all riled up. All right, so I did get an eight to transform. Do I transform? Yes, you absolutely transform. However, unlike Sam, your powers are extremely diminished. When the Navy power goes over you, it doesn't just feel diminished. It feels incredibly weak. It, it feels weaker than you've ever felt it before. And in fact, as you're being surrounded by that navy-colored water, it doesn't feel like an ocean's around you. It feels like you're standing in the middle of a puddle. Hmm. What do you do? Uh, Sayla, what's going on? You don't hear Sayla. Right. I guess I'm going to continue with the tactic of running forward to help Shinu and punching somebody. Okay, how are you going to run forward and help Shinu? What what is what does that action look like? Uh, so John is going to run forward, um, and since Brady is the or or is it just a punch? Like like is your version of helping Shinu just punching someone else? <laughs> no, uh, John's going to run forward uh, towards towards Brady who held held Shinu, and John is going to just slam a kick and straight into Brady's knee. Okay. Roll that boldness. Let's let's see how that do. Not very well. So you try and actually get right into the back of Brady's knee, and you do. It actually lands, and it lands right against like his knee, and you budge more than he budges. And as you're like almost about to fall back over from the feeling of just like hitting it and then nothing happening, he grabs you by I'm going to say the collar. I don't know if the uniforms have collars. In fact, I'm going to say it grabs it by the scarf. So anybody who wants to draw what the dive rangers look like, they have scarves and they have collars. They have both. They look awesome. Somehow someone Very do that. Very fashionable. Wouldn't they make more sense if they were like diving tubes? Okay, but scarf. Like the airline? Under, underwater <laughs> scarf. Okay, diving tube. We're going to go diving tube. But if someone wants to still draw the scarf, that'd be cool. I'll, I'll work on it. Really, I just want Shinu to be the only one wearing a scarf. <laughs> <laughs> which, which would also be very good for like his uniform. Yeah. So Brady grabs you by the diving tube on the side of the uniform. Uh-huh. And just yanks you forward and pushes you right down to the ground. This was useless. Reese during this time, transforms and uses a more stable version of, but a clearly newer version of the dive watches. When Reese transforms, Reese calls upon his lance, looks out at Cal, and hesitates before they actually point it, and then says, Cal, stand down, please. Don't, don't join them. Just please give up. Cal, what do you do? Cal's response is to transform. Okay, roll that chroma. Eleven. You transform and you feel weird, but you don't feel a loss of power. But when okay. you're inside that ocean, that orange, brilliant ocean that envelops around you, it doesn't feel like it's just water around you. 
it's sort of like you're in a small amount of water and the rest of it is like oil or something like that. But it feels like to fill up the whole cup, some other liquid is there, if that makes sense. Okay. What do you do? Uh, Cal is going to cast fourth arm of the octopus, restorative ray at uh, Shinu. Okay. Roll that chroma. 11. Dang. Just just these big old success, uh, successes. Cal's back, baby. Cal is uh, back. Yeah, so Cal, like, prepares, shoots his hand out, and uh, a tiny white object shoots out and sticks into Shinu, and he is healed. Okay. As well as buffed. Ooh, and he's buffed, too. Shinu actually, like, you know those Power Ranger Halloween outfits? You have, like, the regular ones, and you have the ones that have, like, the fake muscles on them? <laughs> That's what happens to Shinu. Shinu just it becomes a Power Ranger with the fake muscles. <laughs> and looks just buff as fuck now. But in a cheesy way. Oh, absolutely mm-hmm. a cheesy way. Like, oh, what is it name? Uh oh, um Magi Ranger, Magi Green, how it has yes. the muscles. Yes. 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 That is a hundred percent like that. It is it is Magi Green with the it, you're even green too, so it's even better about that. And Shinu's still untransformed, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. And so like non-transformed, but looks like Magi Green now. <laughs> You look like a character from 300, uh, but without the Photoshop retouching. So as that's happening, Cal, you actually feel yourself get swarmed by two of the other people around. Of the three people that got out of the car, you feel yourself actually swarmed by them. And they grab you by both of your wrists and just like kind of hold you a little bit. Brady, seeing... John on the ground and Shinu on the ground looks between the two of you, picks up Shinu who's not transformed, and literally drops you on top of John. Both of you take two harm. Well, okay. John takes one harm. Shinu takes two harm. Even though I have the muscles? Muscles don't help that much. The muscles, they do nothing. The muscles actually make your skin even more sensitive. <laughs> no, you only take two harm. Did I heal all his harm back up? You did heal the harm back up, but... Okay, just, just making now... sure. Yeah, I should have said that. Yeah, all the damage. Yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's an important I part. I don't remember you saying what damage uh, healed. Yeah. Healed two damage, or healed three damage. Now take taken two. two damage. So you're up one. Yeah. Shinu, you just got dropped on top of John. How how are you feeling? What are you going to do? Well, I'm not feeling great. But I'm going to attempt to stand up and transform. Okay. Sam, how are you going to stop that? How am I going to stop that? Yeah. I am going to kick him in the knee. Okay. Give me some of that sweet, sweet boldness. Eight. You kick Shinu in the knee, but it's not enough to stop the transformation. It is enough to deal two damage to Shinu. <laughs> so, Shinu, if you want to roll that chroma to see if you transform. I'm also abnormal now. Ooh. Would you have been defeated if I didn't heal you? 
No, I would have had one hit point left. <laughs> Rip. Got a nine. So you are able to transform much the same as John. You feel like you're sitting in a puddle rather than the full ocean that you had. And you just feel lethargic. You can actually feel the suit is heavier on you right now. It's a good thing that he's swole now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're, you're big old, big and swole. What do you do now that you're transformed and you have been hurt? We use my power. And what is your power? It is the dragon's embrace. It will heal me as well as increase the harm ideal. Or damage. I forget what we're calling it. What are we calling it now? Damage? Damage sounds good. Damage is more or less what it things. is, but like that but listen, we already told everybody this is a living system, okay? <laughs> we are we will make changes. In the last five minutes, we've definitely said harm, damage, and hit point. I actually, before you're able to do that, though, your special ability is a healing buffing touch. I can touch myself. <laughs> That's actually not how that works. No, you gotta do self. You'd have to have a self one for that. So it can only affect other things, not you. You can touch someone else. You can touch John. Give him the buff muscles. The buff muscles. The buffles. Well, then I'm going to instead try and kick Sam in the crotch. Okay. <laughs> Just take turns punching each other in the nuts. Mm -hmm. That's a boldness. Mm -hmm. I got a 14. Ooh. 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 You also realize the suit has a skirt. <laughs> so because the suit has a skirt, you actually can't do it. I am wondering why plus three? Uh, because I have sustained harm. Oh, my bad. It was, uh, that only gives me four heroism and courage, but it's still a 13. 13. Okay, 13. I was, I was very curious. I was all like, why plus three? He doesn't get a bonus for being buffed. I actually like that. Okay, I think the buff will actually do that. But the buff is He's gone. He's using his muscles, so. The buff is gone, though. Okay. <laughs> it dissipates after this kick. I think we're going to have to determine what buff directly does. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I feel like buff, I, I think that's going to have to be determined on the basis of the like the ability. So if you choose buff, you can determine what kind of buff. Okay. That makes sense to y'all? Yep. Yeah. Rules changing yeah. on the fly. We will, we will deal with this next week. Don't have to do it this week. <laughs> I'd like to say when I created my power, I did say what the buff did. You, you did, in fact, say what the buff did. What the buff did. Yeah, you do 14. You definitely succeed. Tell me what it's like to punch Sam in the crotch. It was a kick. Sorry, kick Sam in the crotch. What happens when you punt them? I'm saying they probably went up at least two or three feet in the air. Yeah. Very comic comically. Sam's a pretty light person. So, that track. Um, as I'm kicking, I'm going, good to see you again, Sam. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> Sam, you take... I'm going to say you take two harm. I am now abnormal. Okay. Uh, roll chroma. <laughs> yep. Getting over the channel. 11. Okay. When you land back down onto the ground, your entire suit sparks off 
that brass color literally shoots around and pushes everybody currently on the field down onto the ground. Good to see you too, Shanu. Everybody who's been pushed down to the ground takes one harm. What if I was already on the ground? <laughs> That's a very you're good question. You're the ground. <laughs> you're, you're already on the ground, so you don't have to take one harm. Nice. Strategic falling over. But Cal, you are freed from their grip because of that. Nice. So what are you going to do now that you're free? Uh, I'm going to use... I should also make it clear, my rule for what you can do whenever I say, hey, what are you going to do? What you can do is any action that would happen over the span of a vine. Yeah. So just, just think of yourself like, back at it again at Krispy Kreme, he did a lot of acrobatics, but he couldn't do all yep. those acrobatics and then pull out a gun and then shoot somebody. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good slice of time to think about it from. Someone said that to me at a uh, Dungeons and Dragons table because Dungeons and Dragons actually has a rule where it's like it, all actions take place over the span of 10 seconds. Yeah. And someone just said, so imagine it takes place in the span of a vine. And I'm like, that's perfect. Yeah, Kyle's going to jump up and see that the only other person standing is this bright brass ranger that knocked everyone else down. <laughs> <laughs> Heal me. <laughs> You've already used my heal. <laughs> you deal with yourself now. Cal's gonna use third armor of the octopus, gripper of the octopus on this brass ranger, brass okay. diver. Okay. Try to launch him away from us. <laughs> you roll that good old chroma. Nine. With a nine, you try and actually grab onto it, but as you grab on, like even though it's like a magic arm that's grabbing on you feel it hurt and sting your arm. Like, your hand begins to actually feel like it's got a burn from how bright and shining this brass diver currently looks. But you are able to lift them up and push them away, and they land on top of one of the cars on the hood and kind of denting in on it. So you're stuck inside the hood, and you also have one harm. Which car? Uh, one of the black SUVs that they were driving. Okay. Just making sure. Very good distinction. Yeah. So Cal took one harm from that too? Yeah, Cal also took. I would say, yeah, one harm. What the hell? John, you are on that ground, and you are, you are still hurting from having been, had someone dropped onto you, and also having just been grabbed and drugged to the ground. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? Uh, he's going to get up, and so is everybody else on the ground? Yeah, everybody's on the ground except for Saul, who has now actually retreated over to a, on the other side of an SUV, watching the exchange from a distance. She does not seem super phased, but she is still licking her wound. Um, John is going to go over to Saul. Okay. What are you going to do? John will pick her up with one hand. Okay. Pick her up by what? Uh, what's she wearing? I would say she is wearing like a pencil skirt, like a pencil dress. Okay. Uh, let's go. Like like, a... Okay. Imagine a pencil mini skirt 
and probably like a very plain business blouse. Okay, so um, he'll pick her up by the blouse and slam her like not. He's gonna slam her into her back into the SUV, and then with his other hand, he's gonna remove the driver. Um, and say, so if you ever come near me or my family, I will kill you, and then drop her. Roll chroma for me as you're kind of forcibly detransforming. Nine. As you do that, it burns when you touch it. Just know that your hand's going to hurt. It doesn't hurt, hurt, like it doesn't, you don't deal harm, but your hand is, your hand's going to sting for pretty much the rest of the episode. Okay. How do you hand it to her? Because um, I imagine, like, do you hand it to her while you're holding her and then drop her? Or do you like drop her and then give it to her? He'll hand it to her after he drops her. Okay. She falls onto her butt and stares up at you, pushing the, like, back of her wrist against her lip to push blood out, looks up at you as she grabs the driver from your hand, and just, like, murmurs out, The watch, too? Sorry. It's given to me before this happened. Get the driver and that's it. She steadies herself in the back of the car and stands up, clasping the driver in hand. We don't need the watch. You can keep the souvenir. They're out of date anyway. She walks away from you, but as she's got her back turned to you, she says, call off the rest of your dogs. Cal, Shin, let's go. This fight's over with. Leave them the drivers. Keep the watches if you want. No. What? After all this? You should listen to them. There are some fights not worth fighting, and this is not one of them. This is not a fight you all can win. This is beyond all of you. Can I make an attempt to run to my car? Yeah, absolutely. That would be a courage roll right there. (laughs) Okay, okay, yeah, with an 11. Yeah, I think with an 11, you, you definitely make it to your car. What do you want to do inside your car? Peace out. Okay. You want to peace the fuck out of there. Okay. <laughs> I think with a success, yeah, you hit, you hit the gas and you go. And I think right behind you, yeah, I think it's going to be one of the people that was holding Cal earlier. A taller woman with hair that just kind of Short hair that parts almost all the way up into a fin shape. Forgot her name just for a second. Saul, with the Navy driver in hand, tosses it to her and says, Nadia, Reese, chase after him. Cal, what do you do? He's extremely torn right now. He hates the idea of giving it up, but uh, trust John enough. Uh, fine. Cal um, drops to his knees and hits the ground as hard as he can. And then, like, does basically just throws his power into the ground. I want you to roll Chroma because forcibly detransforming like this is kind of risky. Yeah. Nine. With a nine, I'm going to say it's not so much that you get burned on your hand or anything like that, but you feel you feel you feel it ripped from you. 
it's not just that you're detransforming, you are feeling the power literally like ripped from your body as you toss the driver and it bounces on the parking lot a few times. And the other person who was holding you walks over, bends down, and she is a woman not too much older than Cal with long strawberry blonde hair into a little undercut that is all pushed to one side, bends over and picks the driver up. Saul looks at Cal with her back still faced to John as Reese and Nadia both hop into an SUV and begin skidding their way out to chase Shinu. Saul looks over at Cal and John and just sneers for a moment. You both should have taken the offers I gave you. But at the very least, this means that I'm not going to have to do anything drastic. John? You don't have to worry about me ever walking near your family again. But you remember who owns this town. Get out of here. Sam, you have any feelings about this? They're kind of conflicted. Um, seeing Shanu again was interesting. They weren't prepared for that. Uh, this is just their life now, living inside the car. Uh, so that's new. They literally never won a fight before. So that was new. Lots of new stuff happening in this headspace. I think Brady comes over and Brady kind of just looks at Sam. Oh, let me get you out of there, please. Just the softest voice you can imagine. Just gently pulls Sam out and like carries Sam a little bit back onto their feet. Yeah, of course, anytime. Did you guys get Chanu? We're working on it. Cool. Uh, Saul turns around and sees that Cal and John are still standing around. Oh, Cal, as soon as his, his uh, driver was taken away, he would have like left, like got into the car and waited for John. Okay. And John waited till the, the second didn't leave up for it, and he just looks at her, and he then he gets in his car and leaves. Okay. Chanu? Where are you driving to? I'm going to drive in the general direction of the Westmoreland estate. Okay. It's a very, it's because once I get heading in that direction, it's pretty straight. So I can speed up as fast as I can. Cause I'm going to bank on the fact that my Porsche is probably faster than their SUV. Okay. Let's see if that's actually true. Roll courage. I got an eight. With an eight. Let's let's see. What can I what 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 devil's bargain can I get for you? I think you do definitely. Yeah, you definitely outrun them and they can't keep up with your Porsche, especially once, you know, you already had such a lead on them. They can sort of still tell where you're going ish, but and they might be able to track you down as you're going across. You do have a low jack installed inside your Porsche, so. Mm-hmm. But you definitely lose the SUV. Problem is, with how fast you are going, you do happen to run afoul of the law. We're not going to go too far into that, but I want you to roll wits for me to see if you're able to either outrun them, the law as well, or outsmart them. 
I got a 12. So what happens when you see lights behind you? Like, do you pull over for the cops and then, like, outsmart them? Or do you just keep running and keep going? Uh, as the cops are coming, I just loudly scream, I'm late for a Westmoreland party. I hate that I have to let that be real. I hate that I have to let that be reality. Like, like the, that work. It has to work. What you says goes. That's how the game functions. But that says a lot about the Westmoreland. That, yeah, okay. You are heading to the Westmoreland estate for sanctuary. Cal and John, where are you heading off to? John's house. Yeah, Cal's going wherever John's going. I don't think you guys are going to have any kind of trouble whenever you get down there. It's it's a bit of a trek. You're, you, you are going to have to go back into town in order to get back out to that area. There's no clear way to go between John's house and the parking lot. Gives Cal a lot of time to brew over what just happened. Now, that was a pretty bad fight now, wasn't it? You hear a voice in the back of your head, Cal. John, did you say something? Mm, not kid. Not, I was just thinking. This one thinking? <laughs> so it's you again, but Cal thinks into his head. Well, it's always going to be me. Just me and you inside this big old brain of yours. It's unmistakably the, the sound of Calico Jack, by the way. Yeah. So what do you want this time? Oh, I don't want much. Just, just to enjoy this moment. Enjoy me being beaten? Well, I'm just thinking. Driver's out the watch. I'm wondering. Is it the driver I was inside of? Or is it the watch? Or is it you? How would I know? Suddenly the voice just... You, you feel like it's just gone. Grr. John, what are you thinking about? He was uh, thinking about past defeats. Um, and, and trying to think of what to say to Cal. And also was hoping Selah would still be there. But he's probably not. You definitely don't hear Selah anymore. It was weird that you didn't hear Selah earlier. But now it's, it, you definitely don't hear Selah. When Shanu gets to the Westmoreland estate, what does that look like? Well, he keeps driving past it. He's now looping around to get down to his place. Okay, okay. So, so you do not want to get sanctuary to the Westmoreland. No, God, no. Okay, no, that's that's fair. I just, I was really, really hoping that you were going to go to like seek seek sanctuary at the Westmoreland estate. Oh God, no. Okay, so you're avoiding the Westmoreland estate. I want you to roll courage to see how you get, like, wh where you're going next. I want to see, just roll courage. All right. I got a four. <laughs> yeah, with a four, I think, okay. Uh, I think you're too far away for them to catch up with you, and I don't know if they can track you down so fast. Yeah, no, I think you just, like, get a flat tire. Like, you get a flat tire, like, maybe... Like, like, basically so close to the Westmoreland estate that they probably could see your Porsche broken down right in front of their house. Okay. So what's your move? Broken down right in front of the Westmoreland estate. What are you going to do? I'm still morphed, right? Do you want to unmorph? Yeah, I'm going to attempt to unmorph. I think you're out of a dangerous situation. You can just unmorph. Okay. 
then I'm unmorphed, and I guess I'm going to just start walking towards town. Okay. More precisely, walking towards home. Okay, okay. Sam, what what do you do after all of that? I think at that point, Saul has Nadia and Reese working on trying to track down Shanu. Mm-hmm. So it's just me and Brady chilling by all the SUVs. Yeah. And I imagine you can head out. There's also, uh, Kath is going to be there. Okay. And uh, another person who kind of was bookish in the back in the area, uh, Seb, is also just kind of chilling out. Okay. So are we just, like, sitting here? Is that what she told us to do? They asked no one in particular. Brady kind of looks around. I, uh, I think we can probably go back to facilities, if we could. Um, uh, yeah, R&D. Um, may as well check up on what happened with, we don't have the other two watches, but still don't know what happened with mine. So I think, yeah, it'd be worth it to check facilities and just see what's going on with that. Kath plays around with the orange driver. I'm actually very curious to see how this works. I wouldn't mind going back and doing a little bit of testing. I can definitely show you guys. Kath would be like a coworker of yours. So like Kath, Kath works with you and has probably helped Sam in the R&D labs. Yeah, that doesn't mean that they've been in the lab before. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, 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 Kath would definitely have been at the R&D lab, for sure. Seb, too. Like, Brady is the one who, who probably hasn't been down to them. Well, then we should definitely just go, right? Like, no use sitting around here if we haven't been told to do anything. We may as well debrief, check out what's happening with all of the watches, see that the drivers still work. I feel like that's all productive uses of our time if we're otherwise just going to be sitting around, right? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I feel like it's cool. also pointed to know that like Saul probably left on her own accord and left Brady with all of you pretty much to sit on all of you. Like literally? Not literally, but like as a, as a babysitter. I don't know if Saul 100% has faith in the rest of you as much as like she has more faith in this team than she had in the faith in Shanu, Cal, and John. But definitely, definitely, like, like her ability to have faith at this point is extremely shooken. Yeah, she wants some institutional overhead at the very least. Um, on the other hand, I did win a fight today, so hopefully that inspires some faith. Yeah, no, I, I think I think she has enough faith in you and Reese having shown that you are capable of acting and especially in tense situation. I definitely think she's she's gonna think pretty highly of you at the end of this. Yeah. So Sam's probably thinking we may as well set up the rookies, see what else is happening with the drivers, and go from there. Okay. John, what happens whenever you get back home? Um, John gets out of the car and, um, 
before they go inside. Cal, uh, it's okay. Please a fight sometimes. What's more important is uh We didn't lose though. We gave up. Same thing. Some fights can't win. It's better to lick your wounds and fight again than to die. Trust me, we'll 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 get back at him. We're not stopping yet. We just gotta think about it. Sure. I uh say that now. But we gave away our best chance of fighting back right there. Yeah, the important thing about being a uh a ranger. It's not about the powers. It's about the attitude. So long as you believe you're a ranger, then you're a ranger. But uh at least we get to enjoy Henri's cooking. The only positive to today, I guess. The door busts open, and at this point, it's like 3 a.m., and Henri immediately comes running towards John and hugs him tight and sees that John is in not a great condition, sees that the car is probably covered in dirt as you guys skidded away from this parking lot. Mm -hmm. She can just tell that something bad happened tonight, and she holds you extremely tight and is just like, John, I, what happened? Well, uh, we were politely asked to give up the powers. Uh, we refused, and then they threatened. Who, who, who asked you? People that own the town. Bowen. Cow muttered on orange breath, assholes. Henri looks over. I didn't teach you that kind of language, young man. Cal's just like looking at his feet. <laughs> so, uh, we don't have Ranger powers anymore. And, uh, Reese is hunting down Chanu, and it's, uh, it's a mess. Oh, gosh. Uh,. That's a lot to take in. Yeah. Shinu, when you're walking into town, and it's it's a trek to definitely get into town. Mm-hmm. What is your first like? Is your first protocol going home? Medical attention. Okay. Are you heading towards the hospital? Yes, apparently I am, and I took the worst way to get there. Well, I mean, you made certain to drop off the car very far away from town. It's true. So they can't lowjack you there. I'm actually going to say, roll, roll courage to see if maybe there's like a small medical clinic that you can just pass by. Twelve. Yeah, okay. I think. I think by the time you hit towards the Sandbed Hotel, that's when, like, right next door, there is, like, a little minute clinic that's designed to just help out, like, spring breakers who are just going to, like, vomit up every everything they've ever eaten in their entire life. Like, when they have, like, the worst kind of alcohol poisoning, that's what mm-hmm. it's kind of designed for. 
that kind of like oceanfront view. You pass by, it's 3 a.m., and somehow the Minute Clinic is still open. You rolled a 12, okay? You rolled a 12, I have to do it. Like, it, ha- it has to not make sense at this point. Mm-hmm. You go inside, and you're able to patch yourself up. You're offered to actually, like, kind of spend the night there. Again, you rolled a 12, so I'm just going to let you have this. Okay. Are you going to spend the night there? If you do, you will get healed everything. If not, you're only going to get healed a little. I think I'm going to spend the night there. Okay. Morning comes over. Cal, when you wake up, you're imagining you are spending the time in the guest bed? Yeah. Wherever there's a spot for Cal. A guest bed. When you wake up, you feel someone on the edge of the bed. And at first, with the size and stature, you think it's John. John? What's up? When they turn, instead, you're going to see a person with a strong, thick jawline, hair so black it almost looks blue, with a little curve, a little curl right in the top of it. They look like Superman. And you recognize the face. What do you do? Uh, Cal immediately flashes back to a rooftop on the top of the school. I, 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 tried, I tried to save you. He like stammers out. You didn't try hard enough. I did, did everything I could. They stand up from the side of the bed. Move over and grab you, like, by chest. Like, just hold you by, like, whatever pajamas you're wearing, clump of clothes, and just starts pulling you up. What do you do? Cal, after he's been lifted out of his bed, he's like, wait a minute, what? What are you doing? He, like, yells a bit louder, basically. Person holding you by the chest then lifts you up and pushes you against the wall. If they didn't hear the loud cries that you just made, definitely everyone else in the in in the house in this nice golden hour of 6 a.m. can hear this smash against the back wall to the point where like parts of drywall come filtering down from on top of them. John, what's your response to hearing that? Is John near, is Henri and John near each other or? I would say you're both sleeping in bed unless Henri and John are the type to wake up extremely early uh probably not after the hard night that they uh he had and she had probably so um but if john wakes up first he's gonna rush out of bed to cal's room when you run over to cal's room you look at the door and you actually see that the door has been the handle has been crushed and the door has actually been cracked in order to like basically get inside When you look in, you see the figure of the man in the black turtleneck and the Superman-like features holding Cal up by the bunch of, like, clothes of his, of his shirt, you know, a, hand, a fistful of his uh, shirt in hand pressed up against the wall. What do you do? Uh, 
John is going to shout, get away from my kid. And then he's going to run forward and just slam into the person holding cow. Okay. Roll that boldness. Roll in the boldness. I got a 12. Okay. Yeah, with the 12, you definitely knock this person into the armoire of this room. Smashing them inside of there like they're like a nerd inside of a locker. Immediately dropping Cal. And Cal, when you drop, you drop right to your feet. You don't miss a beat. And they just get, like, just jammed right inside this armoire. As they are coughing and wheezing a bit, you actually start seeing the face start to melt. And as the face melts, you actually start seeing a wretched face. With a million different, or not a million, but like a dozen different barnacle-like eyes underneath it. And you see the arm that was just holding up Cal start to pulse and then grow as it becomes this giant hulking arm. I'm surprised you're worried about this one, not the other. What you mean, Barnacle Man? They start laughing. You gonna stop laughing, or do I have to kick you out of my house? From across the house, you can actually hear another crashing sound. Cal, no, he's like awake. He's gonna be like, why are you here? What's going on? The person with the giant arm, who is now unmistakably Black Caesar that you had seen last time, looks over at Cal and just mutters out, you could just end it. All right, didn't you... What? You hear rustling until you then see at the frame of the door another crashing sound followed by the form that you never got to see before. Spiky tendrils all around in a large, dark, black beard. Yeah. What he means is he wants you to end it, to finish all of this off. And in his clutch is Henri, held tight in these spiky tendril-like arms. Henri, what? Oh. Teach. I come in here holding your wife by my, by my tentacles. And your response is just nonplussed, teach. What, what sort of threat do I have to give you for you to take me seriously? He's got Henri, John. Henri looks up at him and is like, you're really going to have to do a lot more, honestly. This is, this is, this is not a lot. Uh, Henri, I already called Cal my kid. We might as well let him in on the secret. Are you sure? Because I feel like... I feel like you could still take him. Like, do I have to? See, I could take him when I had the suit powers. Not sure I can take him without them. I could give it a fair shot, but it won't end well for either of us. Can you, can you, two of you stop arguing and just, and before he's even able to finish that sentence, Henri pushes back on Blackbeard, turns around as she frees herself. And you actually see gold light cover around her body. 
as sharp feathers just about pluck and push their way out from her skin, covering all of her. Her entire form changes until she resembles more bird than she resembles a person. And her entire form is now that of a humanoid rock monster, because that's the kind of beast. The rock. Black Caesar inside the armoire is just looking over with complete disbelief. You can't necessarily tell what he's looking at because of like dozen different like t like little eyes around its face. But then just Blackbeard looks over in complete disbelief as he pushes himself back into the hallway and against a wall. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Am I still dreaming? Uh no, Cal, that's... That's on me. Thank you for listening to Totally Tubular Transform and Dive Rangers Episode 7 Performance Review. The song played during the teaser was Jukikai Gaku by Yoko Kano from the Turn Gundam soundtrack. Our opening theme was Open Secret by Sheena Ringo. The closing theme that you're listening to right now is Face by the Luyas. You can follow us on Twitter at off underscore hour or send us an email offhournetwork at gmail.com. If you think we're cool, write us a review or tell your friends about us. If you think we're lame, do those things anyway to trick people into listening to us. So, obviously, we have a new cast member starting this episode, Joe, who plays Sam Taylor. They're shrouded a little bit of mystery, which we hope will display as we play. Was I talking about the character or the player? Who knows? Don't think of them so much as a sixth ranger as much as they're like Abare Black or Geki Violet, if you're any at all familiar with Super Sentai. And if you're not, just, just don't think, I guess. Um, next episode will be up on Thursday, probably a little late like this one. But it's quarantine, sort of, kind of reopened. Ugh. So, who's really sitting by on Tuesdays and Thursdays waiting for us to upload anyway? But we thank you for the listen. Stay safe out there. Remember, Black Lives Matter, especially Black Trans Lives. Okay, I did promise it we'd start up, so let's start this motherfucker up! Which is a bird monster. It's a gold bird monster. She she is she is she is a humanoid bird. If you've played The Witcher 3, especially like the the Blood and Wine DLC, I think you know that sort of imagine that. Please imagine that. Do not imagine Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That is no. not correct. Although, although Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but R O C Rock, not like Jay Z, but like like classic like mythology rock. Henri the Rock Wallace. And I'm just saying that's a cool that's a cool concept. Ruby, in your estimation, how bad is John's cooking? Me posts a picture of Aunt Myrna's party cheese salad. 
John makes this for Henri. I do not. I roll for it. I take that as an offense. I like that you said I do not. Not John does not. It's I do not. I'm in character. Leave me alone. It's doing its best. No, it isn't. It's best. I've seen its best. Its best is actually pretty okay. This is not its best. Everybody's in here except for Storm. Storm will find his way. <laughs> Hopefully soon. I'm worried. There we go. I had faith in the Storm. <laughs> is it because everyone joined? I, I did not think Storm would be able to do it. It was just the quad before the Storm, that's all. Uh, I don't know, we were talking quite a bit. Apparently, Stan's original comedy, No Activity, became the first SVOD program ever nominated for a Loggy Award. Those are a Loggy. lot of things I've never <laughs> fucking heard of. This is one of those trees in the woods kind of thing, isn't it? What's a tree? The thing in the woods? <laughs>